Welcome back to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. We are back today with part two of this episode with Sandy Cooper. Yesterday, she shared all about her testimony with Facebook, social media, how she used it for her business, and so much more, but how social media started sucking the life out of her. She took a social media hiatus and then went against the grain and left social media for good. Go back and listen to yesterday's episode about that as well as some red flags and more. And today we are actually diving into three very compelling reasons why you might need a break from social media. So get your notebook ready. Sandy is covering a lot of cool stuff and I want to invite you to something at the end of this. So stick around. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you will find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. Let me just give you a couple of the actual reasons that um, that I feel like are the most compelling reasons why, you know, I'm just here to help moms understand why they may need a social media break. Okay. I'm not here to tell you, you have to get off like I did. Um, I feel like that's a very personal decision and people are on social media for a lot of different reasons. And, mm-hmm. and, and for the record, I am not off the grid. I mean, clearly I'm on a podcast. I have a podcast. I have a website. People hear sometimes I'm off social media and they assume I don't have running water or something. And I just want to clarify that like I use technology. I like it. Um, and I don't, I wouldn't be able to personally do what I feel like God's called me to do without technology. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, and I don't want to also another caveat is I don't want to put any fear into the listeners because I don't think God motivate. We, God does not want us to be motivated by fear. Okay. We should be led by the spirit and led in love. And so even though some of the things that we talk about might sound scary, um, it's more in the context of just understand what you're engaging with so that you can make really good spirit led choices as you engage with these platforms. It's not to scare you. So, um, so I just want to, I always like to clarify those things because I just don't want to be driven by fear or sound like I'm trying to scare everyone. Okay. So the first compelling reason why you would need a social media break is because, and we talked about this a little bit, is that social media is a big time sucker. So 81% of the moms that I surveyed said that their biggest concern about their own social media use is the time suck. And the average person in the U.S., and this sounds low to me, but the average person in the U.S. spends two hours a day on social media. And by the time I got off I had whittled it down to two hours a day. That was the the least I could spend and get done what I felt like I needed to do while I was on there. Mm-hmm. But 
But the thing that's insidious about it is that it's not a dedicated two hours a day. You're on it in the cracks, especially for moms. Like mm. you wake up in the morning, you're brushing your teeth, you're checking social media, you're, you know, waiting for your coffee to brew, you're checking social media, your kids eating breakfast, you're checking social media, you're in carpool, you're checking social media, pasta's boiling, checking social media, getting into bed, checking social kids in the bathtub, checking social media. You know, it's all day, it's all day, it's all day. Mm. And it is, as you you alluded to this earlier, but it's not accidental that it's being used that way. It's designed, people are spending billions of dollars to implement the best and most addictive technology knowingly so that you feel like you cannot put it down. It's ex it's doing exactly what it's designed to do. It's not your fault if that's how you use it. And, and so here's, here's an interesting quote. Um, Aza Raskin, who is the inventor of the concept of infinite scroll. So it's it, exactly what it implies. It used to be that you would get to the end of your feed on Instagram or Facebook, and you would get to the end of your feed. Like your friends had not posted anything else. And so you'd be done. Now you will never get to the end of your feed. You could infinitely scroll. And here is what he said. He's the inventor of the technology. He said, infinite scroll makes you spend 50% more of your time on social media. Every day as a direct result of this invention, the combined total of 200,000 more human lifetimes, every moment from birth to death is now spent scrolling on a screen. Every day, we lose 200,000 human lifetimes to scrolling. And so, um, so yeah, we could go into all kinds of things about that, but I just want to say Psalm 9012 tells us to teach us to number our days so that we would gain a heart of wisdom. And we cannot as Christians squander our time as if it is this infinite resource. It is not infinite. We are, we are told by God to, to approach time as a steward, like we are only given a certain amount mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's not to say we can't ever do anything fun. We can. Um, but, but I would, I would challenge you, um, if you're listening to check your phone, check, check your screen time. Um, if you, if you don't have an iPhone, uh, there's other apps that you can download, uh, rescue time, I think is one, um, and you can check and and just see like how much you spend. And then I have a calculator on my website where if you input your average number of hours per day that you use the pla social media at all, and the year that you join social media, it will give you a calculate for your, you, your lifetime usage. And so for me, when I figured out how right before I left social media for good, well, when I first my, took my first social media hiatus, I figured out that I had spent a year and three months of my life on social media, a year and three months, 24 hours a day on social media based on only using two hours a day. And I know for a fact, I had many years where I was doing way more than that. So if your listeners are interested, um, I have, and I'll give you the link for that, but you can go to make social media, small.com or the scoop on balance.com slash make social media small. And there's a calculator right there and you can use it. So, yeah. So the first compelling reason is the time suck. And I just want you to know it's not your fault. 
And if you create some distance from that and just imagine what you can do with two hours a day, I mean, can you busy mamas, like what would you do if someone said you get two extra hours today? I, I guarantee you, you wouldn't say, oh, I would spend it on TikTok. Like you just wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. And I'm sitting here like only a year and three months. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's just, it's crazy. I remember, and this is just a side note. I remember when we, we lived in England for four years when my husband was stationed overseas in the military and they gave us a printout when we like canceled our accounts. And for some reason it, it said like the total amount of money that we had spent with them on the cost of our phones and our monthly phone plan wow. over the course of those four years. And my jaw hit the floor when I saw $10,000 we had paid this company over four years just to have cell phones. Oh my gosh. And my you know, jaw you, literally just, <laughs> when you look at the accumulation of those little moments and like mm-hmm. people think, oh, it's just five minutes or it's just 10, whatever that adds up so much. And so, um, yeah, or just $5 a day on coffee, you know, even right. so like when you think about the accumulation of adding up, it's like, wow, an entire year of your life on yeah. social, it's just crazy. Blows my crazy. mind to think about it that way. So thank you so much for providing this calculator. Um, yes. I don't know if I want to go there because I might be sick. <laughs> that's what everyone <laughs> but, says. It's okay. That's it's just what, data. <laughs> yes. It's it's just data. Just data. You want to go. So, so you can then make a decision based off of this information. Okay. Right. Now what am I going to do with this? Is this exactly. being a good steward of my time? So, okay. Right. What's next? Okay. So the second reason why uh, you could use a social media break is, and we've alluded to this one as well, but social media makes you depressed, anxious, and lonely. So when I, um, when I joined social media back in 2008, I was in active treatment for depression. Um, I had just come out of a major depressive episode uh, where I was completely not functional and I was on meds and in therapy. And then I joined social media and at the beginning, it was probably really good for me. I think, um, I think when you, before, before all the addictive technology was, was, uh, added to the social media, it, it, it really helped me stay connected during that time. Um, in an otherwise very isolating season of parenting, I had a newly adopted one-year-old and a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. And I just felt like I could never leave the house. And, um, and so, so back then it was probably okay, but it wasn't long when I started taking those breaks, I started noticing the, um, the difference from when I was on and when I was off. And especially with anxiety, like I felt so glitchy when I was on, like, that's the only word I could use. It just made me always like feel jumpy and glitchy. And I couldn't concentrate and, um, and, and it made me feel sad when like you talked about, like just seeing what everyone else was out doing and, and I felt so isolated. And, and so back then I thought it was only me. I thought Sandy has problems. She can't handle it. The whole world world can handle this, but Sandy and, and what I, back then we didn't have data. They didn't have studies yet. They hadn't, they just rolled it all out on us and I rolled it out on my kids and I didn't know, and no one knew. Well, now we know. So there are so many studies. I'm just going to quote you two. Um, There is a study that appeared in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine in 2017, and it states, the more time you spend connecting on these services, the more isolated you become. That was their conclusion. And these are reputable studies in reputable journals. Um, Another study that appeared in the American Journal of Epidemiology in February of 2017 concluded this. 
What we know at this point is that we have evidence that replacing your real world relationships with social media use is detrimental to your well being. It's detrimental to your well-being. And we now know, and there's, I believe there was just another study that came out recently. I need to go look that one up. Um, but our teen girls and young women are the ones that are suffering the worst. I, I read something recently that said something like 30% of teen girls and young women are now like depressed and or suicidal. And they're, they're linking it directly to social media use. And you know, I have a 20, almost 24 year old daughter. I have a 16 year old daughter. This is, this is right in my demographic, my demographic of my realm of influence. And, and a lot of the women that follow me are young moms. Like I do not want to lead them onto a platform that is known to do this. And so if you struggle with depression or anxiety or loneliness, and you're wondering like, why in the world, why don't I feel connected? I, I encourage you to step away, just create some distance between you and the platform. And that's, that's what I you know offer the seven day challenge to help, help moms just create some distance just so that you can understand, um, what, what kind of effect this platform has on you. And, and we now know that it does it. We, the studies are conclusive. It is not a question. It's not only you and you're not exempt. I mean, maybe there is like some, some periphery of the population that isn't affected. I don't know anyone who personally is not affected. Every person, when I say this is doing exactly what you're doing and nodding their head. So my hope is that when you create some distance that you can maybe connect some dots between your own mental health struggle and, um, and your social media use, and then you can adjust it accordingly. Yeah, that's so huge and so powerful. And, and it's so true. I, I've spent time thinking about lately. I'm like, why are people so depressed? Why is there yeah. so much depression and anxiety mm -hmm in our world today. And I think you, you kind of just hit it on the head, you know, mm -hmm. all of this false connection and false community. And, um, like you said, replacing real world with social media is truly detrimental. And I had this thought yesterday, actually, and I was going to make a Facebook post, but I, I was like, <laughs> let's, let's wait now until, um, when I share about, about this podcast episode, I think I'll post it, but I thought, why is it, that we think ugh, I saw somebody post, I haven't been showing up lately and mm -hmm. I've been, you know, struggling with depression and isolation and this and that, but it's like, but she's a mom, she's at home. She's taking care of her kids. She's taking care of her home. She's cooking meals. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, she's doing what God has really given her to do in life, but because she hasn't been showing up on social media, she feels like she hasn't been showing up for life. And I right. think so many of us struggle with this, that if we're not posting on social media, people are going to think that, that we're depressed or we're not living life, or we're just not doing anything with our life. And it's no, so much life, real life is actually lived off of social media. Yes, and so, um, I was just really, really inspired by you sharing that because it really is like, mm -hmm we have this thought and this belief that we need to check, you know, we're carrying mm -hmm. it around that if we're not showing up on social media, we're not showing up for life and it's completely false. Yes. And, and so, yeah, 
I, that's, those are my thoughts in relation to this number two. Yes. I love that. And, you know, to take that even a step further is I hear a lot of moms talk about, well, I can't expect that my kids will never use social media. Like if I don't teach them how to use it responsibly, they will never really know. And, and I understand that sentiment. And because my kids are in various stages of use of social media as well. And I understand this sentiment, but the thought came to me today and it piggybacks on what you just said is that I think they're going to know just by virtue of their place in history, how to use social media. It is expected that you are there and that you live an online life 24 seven accessibility. Who is showing them how to not do that now? Mm-hmm. Who's showing them how to function outside of social media? Like that's what I feel like all of a sudden, wait a minute, my job isn't to show them how to use this responsibly. My job is to show them that there is life outside of social media and you do not have to succumb to this pressure. Like you can find other ways. You can you can be the leader of your friend group and be like, I don't want to engage there. Like who's showing them that? Right. I don't know anyone who's showing them. I feel like maybe we need to take a look at, at, at what, what we think are the priorities in setting them up for life and realize like, no, they're going to get that. It's like teaching our kids. Um, well, it doesn't matter. I won't go into that. And it'll be a dumb example. I'm like, that's going to be a really dumb example, but <laughs> Never mind. It's exactly what I just said. Right. <laughs> it's exactly what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. Super powerful. Well, yeah. I know you have a third one for us. So let's, yeah, I mean, let's we can go as much. I know, I know we have, I want to honor your time. So um, I will hit on the last one and then they can, you know, connect with me for more information. But um, so this next one is using social media adversely affects your ability to focus and actually changes the way you think. So this is a two-pronged issue. Um, Actually, our ability to focus is affected by a lot of things currently in our world. But with regard to social media use, there are two huge things that are happening right now that are changing actually like the way our brain works. Um, one is the constant notifications. And that is, of course, the bigger issue is phone use. And there are ways to, you know, turn off notifications and keep your phone in another room and, you know, put on your focus feature and all those things. You can do all of that. And so that's one. But little interesting thing that I read is that scientists now understand that, um, it it was actually a study out of the university of Oregon that found that if you're focusing on something and you're interrupted by like a notification, it takes you 23 minutes to get back to that previous state of focus. And that actually cracks me up because as a mom, I'm like, Hmm, have I ever been in a previous state of focus? (laughs) It was the (laughs) last time I I had 23 minutes of uninterruption. I don't know. Um, so that's the one is the notification issue, but here's the, here's the thing that is specific to social media that, um, we really need to take stock in. So remember how we were talking about the incessant checking. So every time we have a few minutes of downtime, we are checking social media constantly, constantly, constantly. It is that act that is, it's causing our brains to be in a constant state of overload. And um, so it's, it's what it's 
actually happening is I sound like a scientist. I'm not a scientist, but, um, so if, if you are, if you are checking every spare moment, in addition to all the normal everyday information that you take in as a mom, as a human, um, and then during the time that your brain would normally need a break so that you can process that information, you are just feeding it not only a little bit information, but it is this like deluge of information. It is, it is inundated with, you know, the, the scroll that even if it's your news feed, um, like literal news, or if it's your social media feed or video, 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 and it, and that act is causing your brain to not be able to process the, the important information that it needs to live your life. And I don't know about you, Sasha, but I don't know anybody who doesn't struggle with focus. Like every mom that I talk to, they, of course we blame it on something else. It's like, oh, I have pregnancy brain or, oh, I have postpartum brain or, oh, I, you know, my kids kept me up all night. I'm sleep deprived. I'm, and those things all may be true in my, with all my friends, it's like, oh, I, you know, I'm in perimenopause or I have menopause brain or, you know, senior moments or whatever. <laughs> I'm not a senior yet, but, but it's, it's that we're always blaming it on all these other things. What we, what we are understanding now is that it is this never giving your brain a chance to catch up, mm. never giving all the information that came in a chance to solidify in your brain move to long-term memory, process it. Just like when it's the same thing that happens when you sleep, you know, if you are, if you always have an inter interrupted sleep, we now know how much that affects your brain. It's not just you'd feel gross. It's like, you can't focus anymore. So that was one of the biggest, um, biggest things that I noticed in my ability to sit down and write long form writing once I, once I disconnected from it, like after, after that initial, cause when you have like any addiction, you're going to go through withdrawal, you're going to keep touching your phone in the place where the app used to be. You're going to walk over to your computer and log on immediately like FA to have Facebook come up or I, I, and have Instagram, you know, it's just, it's automatic for a long time. But once you get past that and then you let your brain have like normal rest and when the pasta is boiling, you just let the pasta boil and you stir it and you don't look at anything else, or you talk to your children who are sitting there doing their homework or playing, or you're in at a red light and you're not picking up your phone at every red light and checking. Like once you stop doing that, you will realize like, wow, this is what my brain used to feel like before social media was invented. So yes. that's what I hope that when women take a break that they will rediscover a focus that they, they didn't even realize that they had lost. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I love, love, love it. It's, it's replacing that time where you would just automatically jump on your phone and scroll the feed where you're now using it to give your brain rest mm -hmm. and, and to be in aware, to sit in awareness mm -hmm. and like, be aware of what water looks like when it boils or, you know, that yep. your kid is right there looking at you. Um, a couple of things that came up for me when you were talking about this was, um, my husband and I visited a different church a couple of weeks ago and well, it was more than a couple, couple of months ago. And he said that he really felt the Lord telling him to get off of Instagram. Mm -hmm. And he kind of wrestled with this thought for a while and, you know, in his prayers, and 
And he said, well, it's not a bad place. It's not like being on Instagram is outright sinful. And he's like, well, you know, every now and again, I might stumble across a video that probably isn't the most wholesome or righteous thing to watch. But um, the Lord's like, what are reels doing for my kingdom? Really? Like, what is you spending your time on there? And he said he deleted his Instagram. And every time he found himself five minutes before a meeting, you know, which is a little bit of time, he would reach for his phone. He's like, oh yeah, I don't have Instagram anymore. And so instead he would use that time to pray. And he, and it's just like, just imagine those little pockets of time. Like you're saying those five minutes, if we were to turn that into prayer, Mm -hmm. how much would our world change and how much more, um, you know, power would we be bringing back to the kingdom of God? And, Mm -hmm. and so I, I just had to share that because that really popped into my mind when you were sharing about that. And then also, um, there are studies and you might even know, you know, about some of them in your research, but I've heard people talking about, you know, when they do put down their phone and they're aware and observant in the present moment with their children, mm-hmm. they'll see like your toddlers and babies and small kids look at you like yeah. 20 times every 30 minutes or something yep. like that. They're just yeah. looking to see if you're watching, you know, you're always hearing this mommy, watch this mommy, watch this. Yep. And even when they're not saying it, they're looking to see if you're watching them and, yes. and your kids are seeing your face <clears throat> in your phone, <laughs> you yep. know? Yeah. So, so no doubt, let alone the social media and the notifications and all these other things can produce this isolation and, um, and depression and anxiety and, and disconnection. But how much are we unknowingly feeding into our children at such a young impressionable age that then becomes neurological. And so, wow. Uh, I think so much of that is like attachment, you know, it, it affects their ability to attach, which affects everything. Like as an adoptive mom, you understand Mm -hmm. like that is critical in, in the adjusting relationships as, and, and imagine these kids too, the ones where they have the combination of their parents are wearing masks because of a pandemic and they're not making eye contact. Like, so now that child is not seeing eye contact or facial expression from a parent. It's so important. And and I'm not anti-mask and I'm not here to talk about that, but I'm just saying like that compounded effect of what that must be like for these kids. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's interesting that you bring that up. Yeah. We could talk for days. (laughs) I know we could just keep going. Sandy will likely be back. You guys, this has been great. Um, I know you mentioned previously about the seven day challenge. Will you quickly tell us more about that? Yes. So I offer a seven day challenge and it is to take a complete break from social media. And it's called the make social media small challenge, because again, I'm not trying to get everyone to get off. I just want everyone to make it as small as possible in your life. If you want to get off, I encourage it, but I understand that you might just want to make it small. So I lead you through a simple five-step preparation, and then you we completely log, log off for seven days. And then I send a quick seven-minute email with daily encouragement, some additional facts about social media, um, questions to consider, and a simple prayer. And then there's an audio option. If you'd rather listen instead of read the email, you can just click the link and I will read it to you. And um, you can find that at makesocialmediasmall.com. Awesome. And that's the same place that your calculator was. Yep. Yep. It's all on the same page. Yes. And there's also a quiz. So you maybe if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know, I don't really think I need a social media break. Um, I have a quiz on my website as well. And it is called, um, is it time for you to break up with social media? And it's just a fun quiz. And so you can kind of assess, I mean, you might be in a great place and it might 
bring out the best in you. And if that is what is happening, then go forth. But if you feel like you need a little break, seven days is always a good place to start. Awesome. I love it. So make socialmediasmall.com and where Mm -hmm. else? Uh, Obviously outside of social media, can we find you? Yes. So I have the podcast, which is called the Balanced Momcast, and I podcast there weekly. Um, And uh, if you go to my website, which is uh, makesocialmediasmall.com is actually will link you to my website, but the website is thescooponbalance.com. All the places to connect with me are there. If you send me an email, I will, um, I will always email you back. I like to connect with people that way as well. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sandy, so much for being on here. Um, I loved our conversation so much goodness, also so much conviction (laughs) coming through that truth. And so I pray that the listeners, um, just like Sandy had said that this is not to, to cause you to feel judged or to live in fear, but just to increase in the awareness. And of course, take this to prayer, take this to the Lord yourself, sit and gather that data, gather that information, then make a decision on what you want your life to look like, how you want to feel going forward. And if you have any of these kind of red flags that Mm -hmm. Sandy shared today, then definitely uh, lean in and ask those questions and allow the Lord to direct you, whether staying on social, maybe limiting social or leaving social might be a good option for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ken Sandy. God bless. Thank you so much for having me. You too. Wow. I just have to say thank you again to Sandy for this powerful two episode mini series. And I know you heard it at the end there where she had mentioned this make social media small challenge. It is seven days of a social media break to receive. And I want to encourage you guys to go to the link in the show notes, sign up and start this with me on July 1st. I've also created a special telegram chat just for us who are going to be off social media running through this challenge together. Can't wait to see you there.